Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us here at Discover Church for our online service. And just like Amy said earlier, uh, if you come to our in-person gatherings this month, we are having a series called At The Movies, but due to some copyright restrictions, we are not able to stream those live. So what we've decided to do is we've decided to bring all of those folks who watch our Discover Church online platforms or listen to the podcast, uh, we've decided to give you guys some great content this month for uh, how to have a faith that works. How to have a faith that works. How can our attitudes and actions basically create a faith that both changes our life and changes the lives of those around us. Now we kicked this off last week and we had this concept last week of honor because we basically were talking about the fact that if we're going to have a faith that works, one of the ways that that happens is when our attitudes and actions look different from those around us. And one of the key things that we see is in our society, right, is we live in a society of dishonor. Basically, a society where whether it's social media or even in person, right, where, where we basically lo love to lower people down. You know, we see it in politics. We see it in all sorts of areas of our lives. And so really, in order for us to follow Jesus, we have to basically say, okay, we, we, we don't want to look like that. We want to look like Jesus, so we have to have a culture of honor. But today, I actually wanted to take a few minutes here and talk with you about this notion of how to have a faith that works. Well, some of you are probably thinking, yeah, I want to have a faith that works, Pastor Curtis, but here's the problem. The problem is, is that sometimes I don't really feel like it, or I have bad days, and, and I totally 100% get it because guess what? We all have bad days. Our bad days, honestly, are, are probably a little bit more structured around like our age and where we are in life, right? So if you're younger, if you're in school, you know, your bad day might be, uh, you know, having that final test and not feeling like you had the opportunity to study and prepare for it, uh, the final exam, or, you know, or, or, or maybe, you know, for, for those in like high school or college days, again, you can have a bad day when your, your, your school, your team, you know, that you're rooting for, ha they lose the big game, they lose something, and it kind of like brings you down a little bit. But for others of us, I mean, uh, this can be really almost any age. You, you get uh, the bad email from, from somebody that you love or, or just, just this nasty reply from somebody that you may not even know, you know. Uh, or for us, yeah, how about this? Here's a bad day, right? When you lose your phone, you ever lost your phone? I was going to say, in fact, if you can, if you have lost your phone, like when was the last time you lost your phone? Did you lose your mind? Put it in the comments uh, right now uh, through this. But how about this? Your car breaks down. Yeah, I've had it before where I, I was somewhere and, and I got in my truck one time, put the keys in, turn it, and click, 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 nothing. And then, I, you know, having to disconnect the battery, finding an auto parts store, the closest one within walking distance, and hauling, hauling the battery down there to get the new one and taking everything back. And, and, and man, you want to talk about a rough day. It was a rough day. And so we, we have these moments, right? You, you, you get the big bill in the mail that you weren't expecting. Or how about this? You ever just wake up in a bad mood before? You really didn't know why you were in a bad mood. You just woke up and you just didn't really like, I just don't feel like today. And, and so if that's you, well, then guess what? I, I've got some good news. You're not alone. And so today we're going to talk about how to have a faith that works even in the midst of those bad days, those moments where we kind of just like, you know, we're just not really, we're just not really feeling it. 
And look, if, if you've had a recent bad day that you'd be willing to share, please add it in the comment and we'll add it in the comments right now because one of the ways, especially for our online community, the more that you comment through the message, uh, as you do that, guess what? It helps us to know one another better and it helps us to know how to pray for one another. I know we have people watching online uh, that you, you're dealing with some relationship stuff right now or you're, you're dealing with some health stuff and, and those all lead to bad moments and so, so to bad days. And so look, uh, make sure you're sharing this so we know how to pray with you and stand and believe with you for that. I know uh, for me, uh, a few years ago, back before we launched Discover Church, uh, I had a bad day. It was on a Sunday. Uh, it was in kind of the middle of winter. And uh, one of the crazy things that happened was uh, at the church I was serving at at the time, uh, in the back of the, like the sanctuary area, the meeting area, uh, was where the bathrooms were. And just as soon as service started, the guy that was leading worship literally went and he strummed his guitar. And as soon as he did, there was a big pipe in the bathroom that bursts. And all of a sudden, water starts pouring out of the ceiling. And so, uh, you know, you're sitting there. People are trying to c continue with worship while you're kind of trying to deal with it. And I was soaking wet. And, boy, you want to talk about it was a bad day. It was rough. And it's one of those moments, right, where I'm like, I, if you're like me, you don't feel very much like Christ right then, right? You don't feel very much like you're being a good Christian or like how to put on a happy face to be able to go on and push through the day. So I 100% I, I get that. And, and one of the things I think we have to kind of keep in mind here, right, as we kind of move through this idea of having a faith that works but not letting our attitudes and our emotions kind of shape that, right, uh, is, is this, is we got to make sure that no matter what you do in life, whether, again, you're a student in school, whether you work for a living, whether you just, you're watching your kids, right, which is a full-time job in itself, right, we got to make sure that you don't tie the work that you do, the thing that you do, to your worth, uh, because then it's easy to have a production-based lifestyle and this idea that if I don't achieve a certain level of what I think I should have for the day, then it's going to put me in a bad mood. Because we all know that there's always going to be hiccups in that system, right? There's always going to be something that happens that throws us off, whether traffic puts you off in, uh, from running late, your internet drops out so you can't finish the project that you were working on, whatever it is, right? There's always going to be those things. And because the problem that we have, right, is we want to say that we want to have a faith that works, right? In order for us to have a faith that works, we got to make sure that when we walk through these moments that we don't end up taking them out on the people that are closest to us, those that we love, or even perfect strangers like often happens sometimes to us. So really, the incredible thing, though, about this thought about having a bad day and still having a faith that works is that Jesus actually told us that that, you know, when he left, he, he didn't leave us alone. He didn't leave us alone to deal with our bad days. And here's what it actually says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says this. It says that by his divine power, God has given us everything that we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, by the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And what I love about this scripture here is that even though we often don't feel like it, guess what? God has actually given us everything that we need in order to live a godly life. And one of the incredible things is that when Jesus left, uh, the Holy Spirit came down and walks with us every single step of the day. So if you have faith in Christ, God says that guess what? 
you might have some low moments where you don't feel like it, but he says you are not by any means all by yourself. In fact, I am with you. So I, listen, I wanted to share with you just a couple points here today about as we have some bad day moments, right? As we have moments where maybe as you're getting closer to Thanksgiving and deadlines and Christmas and gift wrapping and packaging and all, all the stuff that we, we've got to do, right? How when these kind of bad day moments come up, how do we make sure that we can still have a faith that works and attitudes and, and how can our actions still shape the lives of people around us? And, and I think, you know, here's the first thing we have to do. I think the very first thing we have to do is identify the problem. We have to identify the problem because so many times what we think is the problem really isn't. And so, so often we want to think that, you know, this person, uh, this, this person we love or this stranger, this person has authority over you, that this person is the source of, of your, your, your bad dayness. I don't think bad dayness is a word, right? But I'm using it for today, okay? Just roll with me. But it is the source of where your, all of your frustration is coming from. But listen to what Ephesians 6.12 says. Ephesians 6.12 6, says this, is that, our struggle is actually not against flesh and blood, but it, it's against rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Now, look, I, I, I want to say here that I'm not trying to, to, to play like the boogeyman thing here and say that there's a devil under every rock. But scripture does tell us that, guess what, you have an enemy who has a clear mission he wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy. And, and within that concept, within that framework, we've got to realize that if you, are a, if you are a child of God, if you are walking with Christ and you are walking with purpose, he wants to do everything he can to disrupt that. Because every time, he, every time the enemy can come in and mess your day up and make you feel like you don't have a faith that works, which in turn makes you look around to the people around you and, and, and affect their faith, then guess what? He thinks this is a major victory for himself. And, and so I think when we, we go through this, and it's hard, right? Because, you're, you, you know, when you have a bad day, you don't really feel like doing much self-reflection. <laughs> I get that. But in the midst of this, we have to try to, to pause and to really ask ourselves the question, what, what's the real problem right now? You know, so often we think of things uh, on, on what I like to call the hospital scale of happiness. You guys ever been this where you went to the doctor's office or the hospital and they always have the little, and it's laminated, it's always laminated, and there's the little card with the smiley faces, right? And, and, and so one is like, like a super frown with tears coming out of his eyes or whatever. And then by the time you get to 10, it's like 10 is like, hey, I'm A-OK, -okay. everything's great. And so, so often, we want to put ourselves somewhere on a scale of 1 to 10, right? And even today, you could probably put in the comments right now where you kind of feel on the happiness scale. Everybody probably knows, right? Like today, if, if I'm going to judge myself on a 1 to 10 happiness scale, I'm probably like a 7 or 8. I feel pretty good today. Like, you know, I'm excited about what's going to happen today. But some of us, sometimes when we get on the lower end of that scale, Man, it wants to come in and wreck us, and we don't really understand what the real problem is. So the second thing, though, is if we're going to identify the real problem, the second thing I think we have to do is this, is we have to avoid the pity party. Anybody ever threw a pity party for themselves? 
I know I have. Like, uh, it, it's so easy. You, you, you want to kick the dirt, and we want to sit here and say, oh, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Nobody else goes through this. This is just me. God, where are you? Why am I going through this? I can't deal with this. And, and it's amazing that we see that through Scripture that even in our worst moments, God, God so often in, in the worst moments of characters in, in people in Scripture, right, he doesn't want them to wallow in that pity. He doesn't want them to wallow in it. He actually doesn't want you to do that because he knows it's so easy to get stuck there. In the, in the Old Testament, you see so many times where there's different prophets or different people following Christ or, or following God. And, and in the Old Testament, they're sitting there, God, well, I'm all alone. There's nobody else around. I can't do this anymore. And, and God knows that, listen, if you are not careful, it is so easy to get stuck and, and and we get stuck. The problem is you get stuck. You know what? You don't have a faith that works if you're stuck. God has never called you and I to be stuck. He's called us to actually keep moving on the on our road for his purpose, for his glory. So what do we do, though? Hey, I love this scripture. This is 1 Peter 5, 7, okay? 1 Peter 5, 7 says that we need to cast all of our anxiety on him because he cares for us. In other words, there's another version of this that says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. I love this version that says, cast your anxiety on him because what is it? The anxiety is that fear and that worry, those things that we carry, right? The, the kind of pity partiness, oh, it's not fair, it's me, you know, I'm the one going through this. And it's so easy for us to carry that. But God says, listen, you, you are not meant to carry that. You are not meant to do this by yourself. You're not meant to carry that burden and that pain. He says, give it to me. And in fact, I listen, I want to really recommend to you, if this is something, because uh, I know some people, this is a real thing, you know what I mean? Just a, a, on a, a, a mental state right here, we, where we're sometimes we just get stuck. We want to get weighed down. I, I want to really encourage you to check out a book by John Eldridge uh, that's called Get Your Life Back. Get Your Life Back. It's an incredible read, and he's got some great things in there that kind of help shift perspective a little bit for us, helps to try to reveal some things inside of us in our culture that we live in right now. So I encourage you to check that out. So we want to identify the problem. We want to avoid the pity party. And the third one is I, I think we, we need to live a connected life because so often when we get into these moments, we want to seclude ourselves, and we want to pull all the way back in. We, we, we just want to say, you know what, I'm going to kind of give up on the world right now. I'm just going to go in my dorm. I'm just going to go sit in my car. I'm just going to go sit in my living room, my house. I'm going to close my doors. I'm just not going to deal with anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. But the fact of the matter is, is that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to seclude yourself. And what the Holy Spirit is saying, saying, no, don't do that. No, listen, you need to be around people who want to speak life into you. You need to be around people who love you, who care for you, who support you. You know, and in fact, when Jesus was actually on the cross, he knew that this was going to happen uh, to, to those that he loved around. That's why on the cross, he actually goes to connect Mary, his mother, to John, uh, the disciple. And he, he says, listen, this is, this is your son. You, know, you guys got to be together now. You're going you're gonna to have to support one another, to love one another, because I, I'm not going to be here. 
And, and listen, this is why at Discover Church we, we have small groups. Now, I know that for some people watching this right now, one of the incredible things that we have uh, through our online community is we have people that are watching from all over in the Carolinas, Pennsylvania, uh, I know California, Montana, all, all of you folks that are watching, even we got some folks in Mexico that join us occasionally. Listen, I, I, I know that that's not always the easiest thing to do, but listen, I, Amy and myself as the pastors here at Discover Church, we're dedicated to trying to reach you even no matter where you are, even if you're thousands of miles away. So please make sure that you're reaching out, connecting with us, and, and so we can know how to support you. And I want to encourage you uh, to find ways to get involved in a small group. One of the incredible things that has happened through COVID, right? COVID had a lot of really sucky stuff with it, right? But one of the incredible things that happened through COVID is we realized that, guess what? We have a lot of technology that we can use to our advantage. So if you are far away and you want to be connected in small groups, please make sure you take the opportunity to join. And we will make sure that uh, if there's small groups you're interested in, we can find ways to get you plugged in, whether it's via Zoom or however we're going to make that work. Because we, want, we know that, guess what, we have to live a connected life. Romans 15, 5 and 6 says this. It says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other in Christ, uh, in other that Christ Jesus had. So in other words, we need to make sure that we have the same attitude in mind. we we got to be looking out for the people around us, connecting them and putting them together for, through love. In verse 6 it says, So that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to make sure that, guess what, we are living that Christ-like attitude, that Christ-like mindset. So if we're going to have a faith that works, we got to stay connected. I'm so excited uh, that uh, I love getting uh, uh, text messages and, and emails from people that are part of our kind of extended family that live not, not here in the Sussex County area. And, and for those of you who are doing that, that are sending about conferences that you're going to and people that you're connected with, man, that is so awesome. I am so excited that you're finding people to connect with and love on and live, you know, have this, this great lifestyle with here where you can actually love on them just as Jesus did. It's such an incredible thing. So we know we need to identify the real problem, right? We need to avoid the pity party because nobody needs a pity party, right? We also need to live a connected life. But I think the last one, and this is like the kind of the, the obvious preacher one, right? This is the one where you're like, Pastor Curtis, I knew you are going to add this one. Is that we need to make sure that we are looking to the sun. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N, right? We are looking to Jesus Christ. We are looking to the author and the finisher of our faith. And here's what it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He scorns its shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I love that. we got to remember Jesus through everything he went through on the cross because guess what? We don't want to grow weary and lose faint. We, 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 we don't want to just lay down and just realize that, you know, I, I want to just live a faith that just kind of gets me to heaven, right? But the fact of the matter is, is you and I, if we're going to have a faith that works, we need to be able to look to Jesus Christ to so, so that we can actually see the people around us in a different light. So that you don't just see friends, you don't just see relatives, you don't just see even strangers, but you see people that need to know who Jesus is. Because guess what? They all go through bad days, just like you and I do. 
And when they go through their bad days, the problem is, is if they don't have Christ, they go to more self-destructive behaviors. And for us, our job is not just to, to say, hey, God has given us this light. I'm going to hide it under a basket. The fact of the matter is, is it says in Scripture what? That we are a light so that we could actually shine, so that we could shine bright for others. So if we're going to have a faith that works, if we're going to have an attitude and, and create some actions uh, that bring and change the lives of other people around us, I think these are a handful of things that we have to make sure that we keep and that we hold on to. We have to realize that just like the hospital scale that I told you before, you know, the vinyl card or the laminated card up here, you know, that's got one through ten uh, frowny faces to smiley faces with a thumbs up, right? We got to realize that, that, that really, that all of that is based off of the emotions of how we feel. And that sometimes we have to actually be mature enough, wise enough to actually look a little bit beyond what our emotions are feeling. So we got to be able to say, God, I, I know I'm feeling this way right now, but I'm going to press on. I'm going to keep going because I'm super thankful for the life that you've given me, for the job that you've given me. And I'm super thankful that you've given me the opportunity to, to love the people around me like no one else can. Because if we're going to have a faith that works, that's what it ultimately has to come down to. When it comes down to honor, when it comes down to our bad days, we have to be able to love people like no one else around them can. Listen, I want to pray over you real quick as we get ready to end. And, and I guarantee you that there's probably some people listening to this that today maybe is a bad day for you. Like you're like, Pastor Curtis, today is a bad day for me. That yesterday, this week, this month, uh, this year, th it's been bad days, a lot of them. And so if that's you, listen, I, I promise, I, I get it. You know, th there is some, some moments where it's just like, woo, Lord, it is getting real. Like life has gotten real. And, and I'm not sure really I'm excited about taking this next step, this next process here with you. You know, I, I don't really know how to do it. But I promise you, as, as we look to Christ, as we walk and draw closer to this Holy Spirit, I promise you that he is going to allow us to have a peace that passes understanding, that he's going to be able to, uh, to ha have us see truth clearer than maybe we have before and to be able to love folks more than we ever have before. So I just want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for each and every person that is watching this, that's listening to this, that, Lord, that if maybe this moment is their bad day, that, Lord, that you can say and you can come and comfort them and, and that they can hear you whisper in their ear right now that they are not meant to carry the burdens that they're facing by themselves. The physical limitations, the pain, the emotional scars, the things that they've walked through in their past, the things that keep resurfacing. That, Father God, that you have designed us, Father God, to turn all of those things over to you so that we can live free lives through Christ. Lord, today we thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to die for each and every one of us. And Lord, as we are getting ready to wrap up here today, Lord, I know that you have great plans and great purposes for each person listening and watching today. Father, I pray right now that you're going to use today and this week to speak to them, that you're going to strengthen and encourage them through your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we cannot wait to see the stories and the testimonies that are going to come out. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise and honor in Jesus' name. And come on, church, say it with me. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I want to let you know that it doesn't matter if you live in Sussex County, if you're right down the street from our location here in Georgetown, or if you live on the other side of the planet, 
Listen, our job here at Discover Church, as we see it, is we want to make sure that we love and encourage one another, that we create community, draw closer together, and that we can change the world together. So if there's anything that Amy and I can ever do for you, please make sure you reach out. One of the easiest and best ways to reach out, especially in our digital world, is you can text us at the number on the screen, or you can also email, if email's uh, easy for you, email's really easy, it's info at discoverchurch.cc. And we would love to connect with you, pray with you, and stand with you. Our prayer team would love no more than to know what's happening in your life so they can know how to pray. And listen, I can't wait. If you can be with us next week in person as we continue at the movies, that's awesome. And if you're just physically not able to be here, we just want to say I cannot wait to worship again with you next week. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Be blessed.